Storehouse Dallas. Okay, Matthew 25. Let's start in verse 18. All right, no, 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 let's back up. Let's go to 14. For the kingdom of heaven is like a man traveling to a far country, or God, um, or, you know, Jesus, there he went to a far country, who called his own servants and delivered his goods to them. And to one he gave five talents, to one two, and to another one, to each according to his own ability, and immediately he went on a journey. And then he, he, and then he who had received the five talents went and traded with them and made another five talents. And likewise, he who had received two granted two more also." But he who had received one went and dug in the ground and hid the Lord's money. After a long time, the Lord of those servants came and settled accounts with them. So he who had received five talents came and brought back the five other. And the Lord said, you delivered me five talents. Look, I have gained five more talents beside them. And his Lord said to him, well done, good and faithful servant, for you were faithful over a few things, and I will make you ruler over many things. Enter into the joy of your Lord. He also who he also, who had received two talents, came and said, Lord, you delivered me two talents. Look, I have gained two more talents besides them. And the Lord said to him, well done, good and faithful servant. You have been faithful over a few things. I will make you ruler over many things. Enter into the joy of your Lord. And then he who had received one talent came and said, Lord, I knew you to be a hard man, reaping where you had not sown and gathered where you have not scattered seed. And I was afraid... And I went and hid your talent in the ground. Look, there, you have what is yours. But the Lord answered and said to him, you wicked and lazy servant. You knew that I reap where I have not sown and gathered where I have not scattered seed. So you ought to have deposited the money with the bankers. And at my coming, I would have received back my own with interest. Therefore, take the talent from him and give it to to him who has 10 talents for to everyone who has more will be given and for him who has an abundant and he will have an abundance but from those who do not have take what they have or I'm sorry even what he has will be taken away and cast the unprofitable servant into the outer darkness and there will be weeping and gnashing of teeth God is very intentional about the people that he has called his people He died on the cross. Why? To start a religion. No. He died on a cross so that his words could be with his people again. He said, even the least in the kingdom will be greater than John the Baptist, who was the greatest prophet that ever lived. Even you will be greater than that because you have access to the word of life. The living word. Okay. I'm not yelling. I'm just excited. All right, so I had this dream. I'm going to tell you another dream. So in the dream, I'm going to give you the short version of the dream. John and I had this really big house, beautiful big house, and he said, uh, and in the house we decided we're going to to cut off part of our house. We're going to cut off like 20% of our house, and we're going to give it to this couple that we know are getting married. And, and, and our master bedroom, I was with the contractor in my master bedroom, which is a place of intimacy, a place of prayer, a place where the revelation of the Lord comes, right? And, um, and in this place, I thought, well, our master bedroom's going to get smaller, so I'm going to have to 
So we're gonna have to get rid of our king size bed. And, um, and the contractor said, oh no, 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 look at this formula on the top of the wall. He said, do you see this formula? And he was measuring the master bedroom. He said, your master bedroom is not gonna get smaller because, in, because there's a special algorithm that when you divide, it actually multiplies. Therefore, your house and now your master bedroom is going to be multiplied in size. And so the principles of the kingdom is that as we are weakened, so we will be strengthened. It's like pulling back a bow and arrow. The third goal of teaching on the kingdom wealth is to help you to believe and be fully convinced of what the word says regarding money and God's word. All right. Now, I want to address this. Um, I am not devaluing work. And a lot of times this message of, of, the, of the supernatural seed, when God says something, there's actually a supernatural element to his word. And when we agree with that word, it parts the Red Sea. It's the same with money. There is a, when, you, when you sow into the kingdom, something supernatural happens there and it begins to bring back a return that comes to us that is so great, more than we can hope or imagine, okay? But I want to address the fact that, and a lot of people think, oh, well, this means I don't have to work. Well, I want to talk to you about that because I'm not devaluing work, and we must understand work from a biblical perspective. So I want to tell you what the Bible says about work because there's a difference between work and toil and work and labor. In the, in the Old Testament, the word toil means worrisome labor, sorrow, and hardship. The word work in the Old Testament and where it refers to God in, in Genesis 2-2 when it said that he finished from his work, there are two, this is so exciting, this means a couple of things. The feminine version of this noun, to work, means to work as of the work of an artist. And the, and the masculine form of the noun work when it comes to God is messenger or angel. And so what he is, that, what that word work means, to create with words. To create with words. Now let that sink in for a minute. Because again, remember what I said, the word of God is now available to us again. Therefore, we co-labor with him through wielding the word of God and letting the word of God stand. And even though everything looks impossible, we stand therefore on that word. All right. In the New Testament, the Greek for the word Work means to produce, to labor, to trade, or to earn by working. But the word labor, in the Greek of the word labor, means toil, to feel fatigue, to work hard, to grow weary, tired, and exhausted. 
And Jesus said, come to me, all of you who weary and labor, for I will give you rest. And so Jesus is saying to us, there is another way for you to work. I don't want you to be taken down by your labor, but I want you to prosper. And if you understand the system of the kingdom, then you will accelerate and multiply. In rest. Isn't that incredible? We have to start thinking the way God thinks. God's not like, oh, I, I, I set up this whole system and it was all for the sake of raising the dead and casting out demons. But you go ahead and, and, and die of a heart attack because you're so worried about your job. You're, so, you're toiling. What? That doesn't make any sense. He's a supernatural God all the time. He didn't go, well, in this area, you're going to practice, you're going to do it just like the Gentiles do. Sorry. But I do want to address the whole idea that you're not supposed to work, okay? But we're supposed to work as unto the Lord. Um, 1 Timothy 5.8 says, anyone who does not provide for their relatives and especially for their own household has denied the faith and is worse than an unbeliever. So he's very clear, you, you know, you need to work, but you need to work the right way. I want to give you a new perspective on the purpose of wealth. There are seven mountains of influence. The family, the church, education, business, government, arts and entertainment, and media. Now, Joan Hunter was here on Thursday night, and she was talking about how great the Perot Center is for women's health. And she said it's one of the best hospitals in the world for women. And I thought, okay, I want a hospital with my name on it. The, the believers should be the ones building hospitals. We should be the ones buying CNN. We should be the ones that own MSNBC. Are you hearing what I'm saying? And so there are seven mountains that the Lord is saying, these are the mountains of influence. Where are my people? They're still begging for bread when I have given them my word and I have given them the ability to create wealth and I established my kingdom from the beginning of time. But yet they still think small. They still think in terms of, I've just got to have enough money to retire. I've just got to have enough money so I don't have to work anymore. And, and, and the Lord's like, no, 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 no. I want you to think like a wealthy person. I want you to get out of the, it's just, I just need enough. And get into, God is a more than enough. He has an abundance more than I can hope or imagine. What does that look like? Crazy. Now, the Lord has called us to be good stewards. Paul said this in 1 Corinthians 4.1. Let a man so consider as servants of Christ and stewards of the mysteries of God. And so we're supposed to steward these mysteries. And we're supposed to press into these mysteries and say, God, give me an eye to see. Um, so, the, the, uh, so here's the question I want to ask you. Because a lot of us are crying out, God, I need a breakthrough. God, I need favor. God, I need a breakthrough. God, I need favor. God, help me. I need favor. And the Lord's like, okay, so I did everything at the cross. What you have to do is you have everything within you. You have Christ within you, the hope of glory. You have the word of God available to you. And some people say, I, I don't hear. Well, 
if you aren't hearing, I want to really challenge you to get into prayer. Because if you pray, someone's going to start talking. And it probably shouldn't be you. Right? So what do you believe? And here's what I want to tell you. Faith is not easy. Faith in God. Faith in what God is saying. Faith in who God is and faith in who you, is, who, who you are in Christ. Who you is. I hope my fourth grade English teacher isn't watching. Chris Valatin said this. He said, poverty happens not because of a lack of money, but because of a lack of revelation. Poverty happens not because of a lack of money. It's not because you don't have, it's not because you can't pay your bills. It's because you can't see. Because you can't hear. If you see and you hear and you believe, then nothing will stand between you and what God has for you. I want to read this uh, one last scripture and then I want to, I'm going to go ahead and wrap it up. Ephesians 1.17. How many of you have heard Ephesians 1.17 preached? Mm-hmm. Okay. I'm going to read it out of the NIV. Is it up here? Okay. I keep asking that God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the glorious Father, may give you the spirit of wisdom and revelation so that you may know him better. I pray that the eyes of your heart may be enlightened in order that you may know the hope or the purpose to which he has called you, the riches of his glorious inheritance in his holy people and his incomparably great power for those for us who believe that that power is the same as the mighty strength he exerted when he raised Christ from the dead and seated him at the right hand of in the heavenly realms far above all rule authority power and dominion and every name that is invoked not only in this present age but also in the one to come meaning our age and God placed all things under his feet and appointed him to be head over everything for the church, which is his body, the fullness of him who fills everything in every way. All right, that word, go back to the uh, verse 18. <clears throat> that word riches, do you know what that word means? It means money. It means money, it means possessions, it means wealth. Isn't that interesting? We all kind of put a spiritual significance on that, that word. We said, oh, well, that means, you know, the richness. And, and secondarily, it does mean eternal life. But primarily, and the other places in the Bible where this word is used, it's, he is describing money. Isn't that crazy? The Lord is saying, wait a minute. I want you to have wisdom and revelation and the knowledge of who I am. And I pray that your eyes would be enlightened, that you would see what is the hope of the purpose of why I created you and that you could apprehend the money and the possessions to fulfill that call. What? Who's offended? <laughs> I know, right? It's crazy. All right, I'm ready. I don't know about you, but I'm ready to get kind of a bigger picture. I'm ready to start thinking in terms of mountains. I'm 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 want to start talking about cities.
I want the city of Dallas to come to this church and say, you know what, we really need a new school in this area, but we, you know, the city's not providing it and taxes aren't providing it. We were wondering if you guys would be willing to build that for us. Or, you know what, we really need you guys to set up, you know, there was a disaster area. We really are looking for the church to do this. We're really looking for the church to feed the poor. We're really looking for, and we start becoming who we're created to be. And I'll tell you what, even the Jews will look at us saying, wait a minute, what are you doing? You're actually growing in wealth far beyond what we grow in because you're tapping into something that we don't have access to. And they'll say, can you tell us how you do what you do? We go on the missions field. And let me tell you something about going on the missions field. People don't want to become Christians because they see that Christians have less money than they do and that they are begging for bread from the people that they're supposed to be trying to witness to. We need to be a witness of Christ that we serve a God that, that provides us all of our needs when we seek first this kingdom. Amen? So I know that we are in the hour of increase, and I know that many of you, God has already spoken to you, and he's been talking to you about money. He's been giving you dreams about money. He's been saying, you are in the hour of increase, pay attention. And so I'm going to ask today that the Lord would begin to give us new eyes to see these scriptures and see these things in a new way, that we would say, wait a minute, this is really for me. This is for me. I need to start being like a Berean and study the word of God because I need a revelation of this for my life. And you know if you have it because if you have it, you're not under toil. You're not worrying. Every day you're not consumed with money. You're not thinking about money. You're not thinking about lack. You're not thinking about everything that you don't have. There's two reasons why you wouldn't receive this message. If you have been manipulated or experienced abuse of church leaders, and I know that some of you have even told me that, that this is a hard word. And look, I wasn't a believer when I was in the 80s. I was in college, you know, I was the poster child of Sixth Street, you know, I was like, give me another shot. So I don't know about the abuses that happened in the church. Thank God I didn't grow up in the church because I just like, well, he said it, so it must be true. <laughs> you know? I kind of walk around so naive. I believe it because it's there. I didn't experience any of that. And so I just want to stand in the gap and I just want to repent to you that your heart got hurt and, and, and you, you don't trust the word because the word was used in, a, in, in, in an illegitimate way for some of the church pastors and leaders to, to gain wealth. And I can tell you in this house that John and I actually did the opposite. We, we instead of getting wealthy, we went the other way, you know. I mean, you know, John's business is prospering, but, um, you know, for me, I quit a six-figure-a-year job, and, and I'm just going to tell you flat out, I, for the longest time, didn't even take a salary. It wasn't until we were like in year four that I started taking a salary and I did it because they made me. And so I'm the highest paid person at Storehouse. I make 4000 a month. And everybody else is below me. So we are in this for, to advance the kingdom. We are in this because we love Jesus. And John... Doesn't, has never taken a salary. And I, I'm not boasting. I'm boasting in Christ. But I'm just telling you, 
this is our our hearts are to equip us so that we can operate in the fullness of Christ. You know? So that we can all, as John said, we already won because we have Jesus. You know? Amen? The second reason is if you've identified all of your efforts um, in, in toiling. If you've identified with that, if that's become part of your identity, it's really offensive to say it can't be that easy. Just like it was in my dream. It can't be that easy. I refuse for it to be that easy because it means that the way that I've been doing it for this long is wrong. And I've so identified with that martyr kind of mentality of working that, that if, I, if I say yes to this, what if I let go? If I let go, what does that mean for me? I hope I'm hitting some hearts here. You know, I'm not trying to be offensive, but at the same time, the word of God is offensive. Jesus was so offensive to the religious people. And, and I, I want us to say, God, show me this. If I've, if I've been offended, if I've, if I've taken up an offense so much so that my eyes, I'm not willing to look at this with fresh eyes, then God, show me because I want this. And next week, I'm going to tell you some incredible testimonies about how the Lord supernaturally increased John and I, and we're going to have some testimonies of some people that come up here that are going to say, this works, and it works, and then it works again, and it's incredible. It's incredible, and so here's what I want to do. I want, if you have been offended or if this word offends you, I want you to stand, and I'm not, listen, here's what I'm not trying to do. I'm not trying to say, hey, way to be a leader, okay? Um, and, and look, I, I've seen so many people that, that are sons and daughters of mine that say, you know, they're really struggling financially. And I'm just like, well, are you tithing? And they're like, well, I give money when I've paid everything. And then if I have anything left, then I give it. And I said, okay, well, that's not what the Lord said. The Lord said, first fruits, 10%. That's the way it is. Look, you're supposed to give above the tithe, but I'm telling you the baseline, minimum tithe. And so I just challenge them, if you'll start doing this, watch God and he will supernaturally bless the 90% and you will not struggle with money ever again. And I mean, I can line up testimony after testimony of testimony of people that didn't give and then they started giving and immediately things started shifting and changing. The Lord said, test me in this. And so I know that there's more people out there that are offended. And so um, you guys can sit down. Thank you for your bravery. But I do want to pray. And I, so I want you to go ahead and, and bow your heads because I want to pray. And I want you to repeat after me, even if you're not offended. Father, I pray that you would forgive me for my unbelief. I confess that I believe, but help me with my unbelief. I pray that you would give me Ephesians 1:17 through 19. That you would enlighten my eyes. That you would give me a spirit of wisdom and revelation. in the knowledge of your ways 
so that I can be increased, so that I can increase others. Father, would you bless the work of my hands and give me a revelation of how to sow a seed? Would you forgive me, Lord, for wrongly judging your word? And wherever I've been in error, would you come and make the crooked places straight? Okay, I want to pray over you. So, Father, I do. I just ask you in Jesus' name for an abundance that you abundantly bless us, God. Everything you have for us this side of the cross, God, I pray that not one ounce is left, that we fully lay hold of your word and all of the wealth that you have for us. And we boldly proclaim that the gospel of Jesus Christ is a is a gospel of where it is filled with abundance. It is filled with abundance. And your word said that, that it is for the fullness of Christ and everything, that Christ became poor so that we could be rich. And I thank you, God, and I ask you that you would help us be wise stewards of this mystery, the mystery of your kingdom. And God, if there is error in us, or we have a love of money, or we have any kind of corruption or as the way that we think about money, God, would you remove it today, God? Would you help us to see money how you see money? That we are distributors of your word, that we are distributors of your wealth in Jesus' name. And I pray, God, one more thing. I pray, God, for millionaires in this house. I pray, God, that we would take the seven mountains, God. I pray that we would build up cities. I pray that we would build up nations. I pray that we would be the lenders and not the borrowers. I pray that we would be the one to help people get out of debt, not the ones who are suffering under the weight of debt. God, I pray that you would get everyone in this house out of debt, that we could have seeds to sow and be free in your kingdom. In Jesus' name, and everybody said, amen. amen. If you've been inspired by this message, we invite you to partner with us by visiting storehousedallas.com forward slash give.